What's up, what's up? Welcome back to Jack of All Trades. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka GPS Jack, Jackie Two Necklaces, Trapper Die Jacks, if you know me like that. So, it was time for a haircut, you guys. So, I ventured out into the world to see my stylist and good friend and took the opportunity to talk about cosmetology, how it's changed over the years. And what being a curly girl, a natural girl, really looks like these days. And how can we get the most out of our hair and our experiences? So, without further ado, let's get into the conversation we had. All right, this week, Jack of All Trades takes on Blue Check Beauticians. So, I'm actually coming to you live from the salon. And I want to give my good friend here a chance to introduce herself. So please go ahead. Hi, I'm Erlinda Jones. Um, my salon is Finery Avenue in Oviedo, Florida. Um, it's like the cusp of East Orlando. Um, you can find me at Erlinda Jones um, on Instagram and any other platform because I'm not creative. Um, <laughs> you are consistent. I'm consistent. I'm not good at making up names for myself, so I just use my name. And it's all good. Welcome. Thank you. Arlinda just slayed my hair for all of those that are wondering. So we had to have a discussion about beauticians and cosmetology and how beauty and the service industry has changed so much over the last couple of decades, definitely since we were kids. So let's just talk to Arlinda about some of the shit that's going on. So <laughs> let's start off. Um with your professional education so what's your um your schooling when it comes to hair and your overall experience so i did not go like the big paul mitchell evader route i went to um private you know small owned schools um in jacksonville florida okay um i don't even know if they're open still but i went to florida academy and american academy i went to two different schools because there was issues with the first one okay so i got the very basic um education and the pretty much everything else I learned outside of school okay um, yeah on the job training yeah. on okay. the job or just like taking classes hair shows all the stuff like that okay so you went to school in Jacksonville and where all did you um, do hair after that Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I jumped salons like every two years or so okay because I um, started in Jacksonville and then I moved to Orlando so I started off at a private salon. Then I went to Regis. I was there in Jacksonville, and then I moved to Orlando and worked at the one in Millennia. Then I found um, Headlines, which was right next to UCF. Okay. And, I mean, I've hopped a couple places. I've moved to California, Mm -hmm. worked at a couple places there, and then I came back to Orlando. So I went back to the salon I was originally with, which was Headlines, and it turned into Color Bar Salon. Okay. I Mm -hmm. was doing a lot of color and blonding at that salon Mm. and then eventually I have my own place now which is Finery Ave and um, I do mostly curly hair. Okay cool so you are officially licensed in two states? Oh yeah. Yeah. I kept that California license Yes, because when I travel back everyone wants me to do their hair. Right right okay so uh, twice licensed Um, definitely a blue check in my eyes when it comes to being a stylist um, so what were your clients looking for, looking for when you first started, um, 
like out of Jacksonville uh, versus what they're looking for today? I think I was doing mostly color out the gate um, just because I worked at Regis. So they, you know, cuts color. And I did predominantly, honestly, um, non-black hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that changed um, once I came to Orlando and worked across the street from UCF. Mm-hmm. I did one girl's hair from an organization called BFDC. Okay. And it spread like wildfire. Oh. And that was around like 2008, 2009. And that's when, um, what's that movie called? Good Hair came out. Good Hair. And that's when everyone decided to go natural. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so I didn't know how to care for curly hair because there just wasn't, there weren't classes for it really. Right. Like they had the Deva curls and stuff like that, but they only had loose texture curlies right right really shiny surface texture curlies Mm -hmm. and i didn't know what products to use any of that so i was mostly blowing out hair and that's something i was always good at okay i could blow out some hair (laughs) i can straighten silk press i could always do that okay so you mentioned good hair um the natural hair movement kind of came through um kicked in the door (laughs) and took over for some people, right? Like in that 09, 2010 timeframe. So how has that now shaped your business and kind of how you apply what you have learned and the expertise that you have now? Well, because I didn't know how to do curly hair, um, like style it, cut it, all of that stuff. I was mostly doing silk presses. Okay. I did some color. I was still doing some relaxers. It was almost like half and half. Mm-hmm. But there was just a big wave of natural clients that I had. Okay. Um I really started getting interested in curly hair and trying to find an educator, but I could never find an educator that did tight curly hair. Mhm. So I they would have these t- curling technique or cutting techniques mm-hmm. that did not work for tight curls. It would look like hair tentacles like they always wanted to create that volume yeah for like people with looser curly hair because they were trying to achieve volume but mm-hmm. tight curlies can always achieve volume because their hair grows like up or to the side exactly so right. if you give them the same cut it ends up growing out like you like a mullet okay <laughs> like you just so, had to cut off of me <laughs> <laughs> yes um so It'll be like the really short up top and then just like it just hangs down. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tentacle, like squid hair. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. So then over time, as you learn more about the actual, the best approach to a curly cut for tighter coils. Right. Okay. Then I was you... still on the look out for it. Um, I didn't find it until like 2018. Okay. And actually my client put me on to um, I Am Black Girl Curls. Okay. Um, because she she was always like a natural that mm-hmm. was searching for like the next best thing, the next new thing. Okay. And there were also um, I followed Jennifer Rose NYC Salon, mm-hmm. and I loved just how blunt she was about mm-hmm. washing hair, like hair hygiene. Okay. So mm-hmm. they actually um, knew each other too. So I got connected with them. They started doing education, and I just hopped on it. Okay. And it made sense. So it's Curls for Black Girls. Is that like a website? Or? I am Black Girl Curls. I am Black Girl Curls. on Instagram. Okay. Uh, they have some YouTube things, but they're not really on YouTube right now. They had a podcast um, for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're mainly on Instagram, and they have their own platform for things. So they have education, 
for the consumer and for stylists that okay. want to learn curly hair. Okay. So they're, what they're doing right now is they're really trying to grow the stylist platform because they need more people with good information about curls. That's good. Yeah. Because as a a client, right, or a potential client to anybody, I can definitely say, like, there's not a ton of people the whole time I've been natural from 2010 to now, like if it weren't for you and a very select small handful of people, like you don't see folks that specialize in curly cuts or like tight curl natural hair very often. And if you do curly hair, no, a lot. Right. And if they do, it's like a a ton of exceptions or reasons for them to charge more basically. (laughs) It's like, oh, your hair is not going to be as easy as the others, so that's going to be an extra $25. Like, Yeah, I don't like that. I have a pretty a base price for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more on the expensive side because it's it's a specialty. Not okay. everybody knows how to do it. Yeah. And it is different than cutting, you know, straight hair. Okay. Yeah. That's fair, right? I mean, if you're going to have to do it right, then you need to charge. So, <laughs> okay, so kind of along those same lines, like, what are clients looking to achieve as naturals? Like, I know you even asked me earlier, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. But the biggest thing that people are concerned with is um, moisture. Yep, okay. They don't know what moisture is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They think that it's like a perpetually wet hair. Right. Not <laughs> a jerry curl, but, yeah, there's something about your hair that's always... It should always be moist. Supple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's not the case because that creates bacteria and mildew mold those Mm -hmm. type of situations yeah so you know you can smell it in your hair but you're trying to find that moisture you're trying to find that product that like makes it feel a certain way right moisture is a behavior and not a feeling it's hard to kind of explain what that is that's why it's easier like when someone's here in the salon so i can show them okay right right because i was like girl what is the what does the behavior look like (laughs) i had to pause the answer that i'm like wait (laughs) So it's a it's a behavior. So if your hair is always getting tangled, um, if it's just hard to manipulate, yeah, it's dehydrated. Okay. So putting water back into the hair is what's important. Mm-hmm. Not oil. Oil doesn't do anything. Oil won't even like stretch your hair really. It always like revert back. Mm-hmm. So oil, so butters, creams, you know. Yeah. Things that YouTube tells you to do. Right. You guys hear that, right? Oils, butters, and creams. <laughs> that messes everybody up when I tell them. I'm like, what? I got to get rid of it. Grease. If you're still using grease in uh, 2021. So no I blue magic. Yeah, oh, I can't even go on like natural hair forums because they <laughs> all the trolls want to talk to me <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong. They want and they they still want to use their pink lotion. You can use whatever you want to, but you're probably not going to get the results that you're looking for. (laughs) So, okay, along the same lines, what are some big do's and don'ts that we have been misled about over the years? I already said the oils, butters, creams. Mm -hmm. They don't hydrate, if anything. If you think about it, um, what does oil and water do? (laughs) Not mix. (laughs) Yeah, they separate. (laughs) So it blocks water from getting into the hair. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get water in the hair, it starts getting dehydrated. Okay. And is it the exact same thing with the butters, right? Because that's Correct. still also just another mm-hmm. fatty. It's just really hard to get out of the hair. Like the yeah. worst is probably coconut oil and 
black castor oil and people love that shit oh yeah they do i don't i've never liked how black castor oil smelled so i'm like i can't even think about putting it in my hair i like jamaican castor oil i don't i don't think i've smelled a difference okay well I this feel like one i can smell when someone has castor oil oh. in their hair it smells like like car oil like oh gosh anyway like you pulled up to the mechanic <laughs> I like the little Jamaican castor oil with I have one with like a lavender scent to it. So just to like run across like the front and back of my scalp and from ear to ear. You I don't know if it's just nostalgia. You also don't need to be oiling your scalp. Okay. Oh, you just shook yes. the table a little bit there, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to believe me. <laughs> they're not going to believe you. So oil also um, retains dirt, bacteria, debris and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, if your hair is itching, it is time to wash it. Okay, right. With real shampoo, not a co-wash. Co-washing is like putting on lotion and rinsing your body instead of using body wash or soap. Oh, for real? That's what I equate to co-washing. It's like putting on lotion, but you didn't bathe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I never thought about it like that. Because, okay, this kind of goes into the next question. Because good old YouTube, that was their thing for, like, damn near four or five years. Like, so my question is, how has YouTube disrupted hair education? Because there are just so many things that became popular and best practice, if you will, because of YouTube and only because of a handful of girls, max. And most of them had very similar hair textures and were new and experimental in everything they were doing anyway. So YouTube over the past, call it 10 years, like how have you had to course correct from what they are putting on, on the web? The messed up thing is that before I got, you know, education, like when Good Hair came out, mm-hmm. I was telling people to go to YouTube because I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. So there were a lot of like, you know, influencers already on there. I don't even know if they were called that at the time, but mm-hmm. there were hair, curly hair, you know, people on there already experimenting with their natural hair right my thing is that there's so much misinformation on youtube and Mm -hmm. they're usually not hair professionals no so there are people with that have you know beautiful hair regardless of what they put in it because you know they're using something different they're you know promoting something different yep you know every other week Mm -hmm. so their hair looks the exact same that's just how their hair looks with any type of product in it most likely exactly and so. that's what I had to learn after a while. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what this girl uses. Yeah. It's usually like the shiny surface texture. Mm-hmm. Um, people with maybe like a little bit of a looser curl. It's usually not tight curls. Right. Or like tight waves or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there are people that they could put grease in their hair and it'll be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand why people want that look. But then they try it in their hair. It doesn't work. And then they go on to the next thing that they're promoting the next week or two later. Right. So they're usually not hair professionals. But even some hair professionals, they still do like the lock method and stuff. But oh my gosh. I don't know what their hair looks like after. Right. right. Like, what did that stand for again? What was that? I don't even know. Was it leave-in oil and conditioner? I don't remember. <laughs> it's the block method. It's blocking water from getting into your hair. It's blocking <laughs> Let moisture them know. water. Yeah. It is the block method. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I mean YouTube, it's crazy because it was such a help at first just to 
kind of keep me inspired to keep, to stay committed to being it was a nice natural. representation. Yeah, it was nice to be like, okay, you can do this. You can be natural. Like you can do it at home. Yeah, you. But yeah. also, no one told you not to not go to stylist. You still need to get your haircut. Touche. Right. You still need, you know, deep conditioners. Mm-hmm. Well. Most people don't need deep conditioners if you're using the right products. If you're using mm-hmm. like high quality products, I use high quality products that are water based and botanically based. Mm-hmm. So, if you are using those type of products, you don't need deep conditioner yeah. unless you have maybe like color or lightening hair. That's mm-hmm. really the only time you need deep conditioner because there's an issue with your hair. Like you have to constantly put moisture back into the hair mm-hmm. when you have color or lightener in your hair. Okay, right. But yeah, I mean. I think one of the the biggest issues with YouTube, because to your point, these aren't professionals, there was no obligation or even then it just wasn't there wasn't an idea that they had to put out any sort of disclaimer, because I can bet money that a lot of people thought I'm going to watch this YouTube video of call it (laughs) mahogany girls. Right. One of the throwback girls. And if I watch and I keep following the routine, she tells me my hair might wind up looking just like hers. And then you realize that's not going to happen. It, she probably has <laughs> genetically has fantastic hair. Yes. That will look good no matter what she does to it. But over time, you'll see them. You'll see that they do like a big chop. That's what she did. Yeah. You'll yes. see that they do it a big chop. And mm-hmm. you're like, why? She's like, oh, maybe I just got, I don't know. I don't watch them. So. Yeah. But you'll notice that they did a big chop. Well, she started off with a big chop, right? Because she was like most other black girls who are now, you know, in their 30s somewhere. She was wearing relaxers, wearing her hair straight for years, then did a big chop, went natural. But lo and behold, she's got all these beautiful ringlets, right, Right. that start to grow out. And now she's doing all these videos, which, again, was good just to learn, like, how to do a twist out, how to do a braid out, different things like that. But you're not going to achieve the same look because her hair texture is different. And then I think a lot of people get discouraged by that. And then they're like, oh, well, natural isn't for me. But it's like you need to like we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. It's a mindset thing first. Absolutely. And then from there, you can say, "Okay, I don't care what this girl's hair looks like, per se. Either I'm learning from the process that she is, you know, displaying or if maybe the products are going to work like. Uh, now I've got an idea of something, you know, that I can use, but I'm not going to wind up looking like mahogany curls <laughs> when this is all said and done. It, you can't make yourself try to have the hair that they have. Yeah. Like people try to have her curl pattern and they right. don't naturally have her curl pattern. So that's never going to happen for you. You right. have to work on your hair and achieve the best hair that your hair can be. Right. <laughs> right. And a lot of people think they're 4C and they're not. <laughs> Can I we don't talk go about it. <laughs> I don't go by the um the chart because <laughs> um most people have, you know, different curl patterns around their hair and mm-hmm. they behave differently. Yes. So if you're supposed to be using different products for, you know, your your four A and one air I don't even know what four A looks like. Four A in one area and your four C in the other. So you're using two different products for your hair in certain areas. Right. You're not. You're not gonna do that. I'm definitely not. I'm a lazy natural. <laughs> I am lazy as hell. And that was my thing too with YouTube. Like once this whole chart situation came about and you're like, oh shit, like my hair isn't anything like some of the other girls, you know, that are on YouTube. So what do I do? 
And that's when I did say, oh, well, I'm a 4C, so I need to find 4C, you know, tutorials. And after a while and you're watching, you're like, this is great. And I'm glad to see, like we said, the representation here. But I don't even think my hair looks like that, right? I'm somewhere between the 3C mahogany curls and the 4C, you know, girls that are now coming onto the scene. Like, I'm not either one of those. So if you if you look at the pictures on my profile, mm-hmm. if you look at the before picture, a lot of people look like 4C. Yeah. And that's just with, you know, and they usually have product in their hair. That's just what it looks like without water in their hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're using the oils, the creams, the butters, mm-hmm. and it's not giving any hold. Um, so it, you know, just shrinks up. Okay. So once you get water on the hair, and mm-hmm. it's actually like absorbing into the hair strand, it elongates it. Okay. Yeah. And you see like the real curl pattern of your hair. Right. And that's what I realized over time. Like as my hair got longer, because I'll say, like I'll admit, I started off with a big chop, and I'm looking at mahogany curls and the other girls and I'm like okay let me just give it time it's gonna grow out and we'll see what happens and then it started to grow out and it's like girl it's not gonna be that <laughs> like you might have a little patch in the back that's similar to this type of hair texture it's always that patch in the back that's it's always the patch in the back see. <laughs> yes. it's hiding under the top hair <laughs> and everybody thinks oh well my whole head will somehow just be that one day when I wake up and then over time the longer my hair got right and the longer I was a natural I was like okay my hair is not like some of these other girls but it's also not because I also feel like 4C is kind of just this catch-all for anybody who just doesn't know what to do with their hair quite yet that's facts (laughs) right (laughs) what I've I've been tricked (laughs) Thinking somebody has, you know, like, even though I don't go by the chart, but mm-hmm. what people think 4C is. Yeah. And they'll have a teeny weeny fro coming right. in. Mm-hmm. And I get them to the to the shampoo bowl and start, like, adding the water and adding the products that I use. And mm-hmm. their hair is, like, below their shoulder. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> the shrinkage I, I, oh, was yeah, real. The shrinkage is always real. <laughs> and it's always just, like, from the lack of water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But again, though, there's a fine line between your hair being moisture or hydrated and being in a jerry curl state. Oh, we don't want that drip drip. Right. <laughs> no drip drip. Right. Fucking up my couch. Right. <laughs> my furniture. Okay. Leaving a trail of shit. <laughs> no. Exactly. Okay. Um. Okay, wigs and weaves, you know, they have whew, they have taken over the the install scene. Just it's like one day you woke up and there was a new trend of quote unquote stylists. I wouldn't necessarily call them that per se, but just wig installers who set up shop and started finding ways to quickly get people in and out of a chair, you know, installing these lace fronts. So how how has the wig scene and the weave scene today kind of changed hair expectations and maintenance tips that you might have for people? I'm here for the um for the good wig installers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Um I feel like there's so many that may or may not be they're not cosmetologists, they're not beauticians. Right. Because it kind of falls under the like braiders mm-hmm. where they 
they just manipulate hair. That's why you get a lot of the um, come with your hair washed and blow dried mm-hmm. because they can't actually shampoo your hair. They're not licensed to. Okay. You have to, have, you have to be a cosmetologist to be able to shampoo hair. Okay. So come with your hair already done so it can get done. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, they, I don't know if they, they usually have a braider or they braid it down themselves and then they install, like, you know, do all the wig things. I yes. don't do it. I'm not great at it. Okay. I tried to take a class and I was just like, mm, it's not for me. Okay. Okay. Mostly just because I don't, I don't like braiding. I like having nails. So. Okay. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any clients that are, kind of wig girls when they don't see you and you have to do anything differently like technique wise to help them maintain healthy hair honestly if you if you get a curl cut with me i teach you how to take care of your hair Mm -hmm. so if you're hopefully taking off the wig weekly Mm -hmm. to wash your hair and then braid it down i'm fine with that that's you'll your hair will grow okay and i actually prefer people to wear wigs um than to have like leave out because the leave okay. out always gets damaged. It's always shorter. It's always like a weird. Um, it has um, what is it called? Heat damage. Yeah. Because you're trying to get it to look like the hair that isn't yours. Right. Right. The rest of the the wig yeah. or. So it damages it, and then you get. Sh- it's shorter. It's mm-hmm. a looser curl pattern, if not straight. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't match the rest of your hair. Yeah. And then when you do try to wear all your hair, it's like, I mean, if you thought you had more than one texture before. Yeah. <laughs> you get a new texture where your leave out is. Yeah. So um, I prefer people to definitely wear, to braid down all their hair and wear a full lace wig. Gotcha. Not necessarily that you have to glue it down or anything, because I know that's a hassle. And mm-hmm. people just don't like that feeling. Right. Just get a good wig that's, you know, plucked correctly and is, you know, the right lace tint. Okay. Right. <laughs> don't forget that, girls. Okay. Make sure you pluck it and it's uh, tinted. Um, so, okay, you mentioned about, like, why the wig and the braid girls can't do what a real college cosmetologist will do. Um, but is there anything, I mean, do you feel like there are any barriers that would keep them from actually going to get that license? Or do they just feel like it's a step they can skip because they only do braids or only do wigs it, it's definitely shorter to do the braiding or um whatever manipulation license it's like 40 hours or something okay versus doing like 10 months to a year in cosmetology school especially if you only want to do wigs or only do braids okay like so they can can say oh no i'm licensed to do this yeah but that's why we're still being asked to. But they're also not licensed to color. So if they're coloring your wigs and stuff, they're not licensed to do that. Okay. Noted. Noted. They might be able to do it. It might look nice. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some cute. There's so much education online, though, mm-hmm. now that, like, some people don't even have to take classes if you can just look and learn. Yeah. They have so much, so many videos from actual stylists on right. how to do things. Uh-huh. That some people can just look and learn and that's all they need. And I feel like that's a lot of the the younger folks, the newer generation. They're very do-it-yourselves. Yes. And that's, I think in some ways and in some regards, that's great. But when it comes to chemicals, it's not. Exactly. Right? I'm like, at what point do you actually encourage somebody, you know, or not even just a gentle encourage, like mandate it that you can't do hair in any form without 
a better like level of licensing. Like everybody should be able to wash a head of hair. <laughs> like how do we encourage the girls? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> right. That might just be a question for, you know, the broader audience. Like, because I just don't know of anybody that kind of started off doing like wig installation or braiding that ultimately went beyond that because they don't need to honestly yeah. like especially if if you can get someone to do their hair before coming in and all you have to do is braid it down right because if you go to a cosmetologist that'll actually wash your hair you're getting charged extra for that right. service because it's extra work right but then you know it's done right yeah that too so I don't I mean and I don't get me wrong I'm guilty of obliging <laughs> you know and and preparing my hair to get braided because I do love my braid girl but you know I also know that she's she's super young and I I've asked her like how did you learn how to do this and she's like I just watched and learned like you said and like mm-hmm. it's probably a visual learning process which is great. Like, I'm glad you figured it out. You definitely slay my hair when I get braids. I don't feel but like, they, like the state really cracks down on like braiders and stuff. I've never heard of like a braider getting like fined or anything unless somebody, mm-hmm. I guess, calls the board and is like, oh, this person is this person licensed? They look them up and they're not licensed or something. Right. Like, and you know, yeah. And that is kind of the other side of it because I remember there was a story out of, I want to say, Tennessee. Um, and there was a black braiding salon that did get caught up because they caught the people on them. And well, they're in a salon, so that's different. Yeah. But doing it from home and stuff like that, it's like, unless somebody's snitching on you because they're mad at you, mm-hmm. that's not really happening from what I hear. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So I don't know. I have to, I'm going to have to look that story up again because I can't remember what the scenario was exactly. But, you know, it just became a story and a thing because... It is like on one hand, as a black woman client, like I do want you to have some stuff, some level of um, of licensing and, you know, verification <laughs> by right. the state. But on the other hand, I don't want it to be so mandated that the state can come in and basically take something that can be a natural talent to somebody and say, you can't do it. So I don't know. I think... I'm on the fence there, but I, I want everybody just to be properly licensed more than right. anything. Especially for, like, sanitation yeah. things. Yeah. Because that's where you do see, I don't want to say they're the lazy girls per se, but yes, I think. they are. Yeah, right? They, they're lazy girls. <laughs> right? They, lazy. They'll go from, like, salon space to salon space. Beautician. Yeah. Like, there's no, when there's no sinks around, like, come on, guys. <laughs> right? Not no sinks. I mean, if there's no sink in your little booth space where you're braiding my hair. That was a requirement, whether you're a braider or not. Well, we'll move right along. And, um, <laughs> so, kind of along those lines, customer service <laughs> when it comes to visiting a salon. You know, my version of a great experience would be something like when I was frequenting Kirsten & Co. back in the day in Tallahassee, Florida. You know, she had... Um, a receptionist who kept her her book and she had multiple stylists that were there. She had a shampoo girl. Um, you were never in there waiting a long time. Everything was super professional. There were some things that were tough though because kind of like we're talking about, there were moments where I didn't feel like I was getting the education around things per se. And that, of course, 
of course, like her salon was still more targeting, like getting relaxers and, and straightening hair. It wasn't per se about like maintaining or protecting your natural hair. Now, you know, my definition of a good experience, like coming to you, you know, is making sure that we've got the salon space to ourselves. You know, you're not double booked. I'm not waiting a long time. I am getting the education. So is there anything that people expect out of a salon experience or that they think falls under, you know, the the definition of good customer service that is unrealistic or maybe like out of scope these days? Because, you know, everything that I just explained was like, that's a six, seven person salon, you know, or um, operation. You're a one person operation. So anything people like expect or look for and you're like girl that's not realistic I haven't had that problem since I've been here Mm -hmm. um just because I'm able to give the customer service that I want to give Mm -hmm. to my clients and it's like personal one-on-one unless I mean like I'll allow two if they're either friends um or like you know family that lives together Mm -hmm. the max I'll have is two people two other people besides myself in here Mm mm-hmm I don't feel like I've ever really had a problem with customer service, really. If anything, people just, um, maybe the pricing. I'm very, okay. I'm upfront about the pricing, though. Okay. There are people that aren't upfront about pricing. They'll, like, give you the um, starting price. Okay. I'll give a range. Gotcha. Like, depending on what you're looking for, especially when it comes to color. Sometimes it's hard to to know, especially with lightning, with blonding, mm-hmm. or just any type of lightning, because I don't know how many, um, how much lightener i'm going to use right okay so there's a certain amount and then after that amount it's like twenty dollars per additional like scoop of like lightener okay and that's like that doesn't usually happen with curly hair because mm-hmm. i'm not it it just doesn't need it okay yeah so i have like asian clients like latina clients that have really dark hair that try to get really light i see okay and those are the um, clients that usually have to have extra bowls of like lightener or gotcha. extra tubes of color Okay. Um, but I'm I'm upfront about my pricing, even if it's a starting at. If you come in for a consultation, I'm able to better tell you the um the range of pricing. Okay, gotcha. That is a big one though. I think a part of customer service because it is so easy for folks to be kind of vague about their pricing. Yeah. Um, or just give you the starting price, mm-hmm. and then by the time you're done with everything, they've added on stuff and not told you. Yeah. Or added on stuff and not told you the pricing. Right. So I had that. That was a big problem at the last salon I was at mm-hmm. because they gave a starting price, but by the time it was like you know it'd be hundreds of dollars more. Oof. Yeah. Damn. But I was I was at a salon that did majority blonding, so. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But for my like. I'm more so a curly specialist now that is also specializing in color, mm-hmm. but my curl cuts are one price. Okay, it's not more or less for like less hair or more hair. Mm-hmm. So that's the di- that's the price. Right. And then I have a list of everything that you're getting with it. Okay. What to kind of expect um, for your appointment? No, that's all really good because I think that's the other part too. Is just people that kind of do get what feels like nitpicky right like oh if your hair is x amount of inches long or past a certain length or if your hair like 
you know, like we're talking about texture and curly, like, oh, if it, if you have a certain type of texture, just a million different reasons and ways to charge and somebody I've a couple had, extra bucks. I've had a couple clients recently tell me that when they were looking for a curl specialist, mm-hmm. that um, they would charge extra for um, different curl textures. Yeah. I was like, that's racist. Right. <laughs> Come on <laughs> the now. What the fuck are you doing? Because you know after a certain yeah. point, you only have a certain texture because you're black. Like, or you got some black in you like right you just wouldn't have a certain texture without it um with with all of the folks out there between the you know the installers and you know people that are kind of up and coming with their talents with hair like do you feel like real beauticians or licensed beauticians are an endangered species because there are a lot of options these days and there are so many people that I find that want things done on their time so they are willing to go to someone that you know charges a deposit or may not be licensed just so that they can get what they want like really quickly do you do you see or foresee that that like is really going to be something that endangers you know actual licensed styles I don't think it'll endanger them Mm -hmm. um sometimes we have to put those deposits and things in place because people try the fuck out of us okay touche so it's only because of those reasons and it's not just like one person it has to be like a consistent thing for us to want to do that mm-hmm. um i take people's credit card numbers okay and i don't save it on there unless you want to save it on there that's an option okay because um, some people want to pay with the same credit card mm-hmm. some people just yeah they don't they might pay cash when they come in or you know want to use zell or yeah you know some something else to pay mm-hmm. but yeah i use that as a, as a security thing for me okay and then that that works out it helps but it doesn't completely stop people from well actually it's it stopped my no-shows because you're, you're paying me regardless of whether you show up or not <laughs> okay so <laughs> even if it's like a bad card or whatever it will, I think, keep charging it. Oh shit! Okay. So, or like, even if you, if you, if I can't get a payment from it, then you just won't get an appointment with me until you pay it. Gotcha. Or you won't get an appointment with me because you tried me. Okay. Has anyone ever not tried you and not made it in? But has anybody got into the salon and you started working on their hair, and then all of a sudden they start trying you in some way? I can't recall any anything like that happening. Um, off the top of my head anybody like super not happy with the outcome yeah I've definitely had that but I think that's when people have like expectations about something but Mm -hmm. I'm very transparent about like what you may or may not receive today okay I'll tell you like it's it's more so with color Mm -hmm. like somebody with um that has color in their hair already that wants to be like platinum blonde Uh (laughs) uh-huh like okay sis (laughs) (laughs) That's not today not happening today <laughs> or it's like it's just not in their budget to do like the full service for today so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll have to break it up in sessions okay but, um they're expecting something to get in one day but they don't have the budget for it mm-hmm. because yeah that's a that's a high ticket service yeah because it does take like that's a nine hour service oh and you have to do it right like yeah i can't even not do it right i've tried to like on tire days I've tried to bullshit and I and I still don't. Yeah, <laughs> I still right. do it right on my like, fuck. You can't be I'm out here skipping lawn. steps. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not even in me to do it. Yeah. 
I like my job. Well, that's good. Shoot, because guess what? Not everybody does. So it's always great to hear that somebody enjoys what they do. So, okay, I think that's about that's about it. But anything else you want to share with the folks out there about curly hair, color, you know, anything about hair specifically, like just keep it in mind. Just do your due diligence in finding a stylist. Mm -hmm. Look at their work. Um, have a consultation with them mm-hmm. to see if you like their vibe That's because that one. is important. Yeah. Um, cause you know, there's people that do fantastic hair, but have nasty attitudes. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sure between working here and in Cali, you've, you've seen a few. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there really are stylists that do not get education. They just, you know, do their thing. They get their license and then that's it. Mm-hmm. I spend money on education every year. I think last year I did, I spent 1300 Okay. This year I'm doubling it at least. Mm-hmm. So you get what you pay for. Right. That's facts. Yeah. You heard it straight from Finery Avenue, guys. So, all right. Okay. So thank you. So that wraps up that segment. But before you go, we have to do jukebox with Jack. So <laughs> no worries. Don't trip. <laughs> but I need um, three artists, songs, albums that you've been listening to that you've had in rotation as of late. I I suck at <laughs> listening to new music. It I happens. always have to be put on. It's okay. Either, it's you <laughs> that puts me on to music. Um. <laughs> Trey puts me on to music. Mm-hmm. I feel like all my tourist friends. Okay. Music. Right. Um, but I don't know why I've just been listening to like a lot of um, female rappers. Yeah. Shout out to the girls. They're running shit right now. Shout out. So um, I wasn't listening to a Sweetie before mm-hmm. and she's crept up oh. in my. <laughs> Your Blasian sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got into Diamante a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't fucking with her before. I just, you know. Mhm. I know, right? I mean, I, I wasn't would hear her her songs and just wasn't you know, it was like it was cool. It was right. catchy. Uh-huh. But then I heard one song. I was like, it's from 2018. I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is so weird." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." Like, "Oh, this is how you got on." <laughs> okay. I'm like, "I see you." <laughs> it's just I'm like, I like fun music. I love 2 Chains. Of course, right? Titty two necklaces at all times. Yes. (laughs) Anything with good vibes and like a good beat is Mm -hmm. what I'll listen to. Agreed. I um, was in the mood. Did you give me three? I said Saweetie and Two Chains and other female rappers. (laughs) Okay, I'll let you slide. (laughs) Appreciate you. (laughs) So today I was in a Gucci Mane mood Um, this morning. um, I turned on I Might Be. And just let it turn into a radio station. So I also got a little two chains in my life today. Um, uh, All I want for my birthday. I don't remember the actual name of the song, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, I've also uh, continued to keep Destior, rich bitch, in rotation. Um, Still praying for the best for young Destior. I do not want to get pregnant by future um and there is an artist that 
um, some of the other podcasters that I listen to put me onto. Um, India Sean. So, but she's not she's not new. Um, I'm just late because she was actually at the Grammys and was part of um, the opening performing. So she's definitely on. But um, I've been listening to her lately. She's really good. Um, so trying to sneak in some new music, but See it's how hard. I'm like blank staring at you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like who? Right, it's hard. It's hard because they gave me one song, Too Sweet, and I have just been running it into the ground. Go ahead and say that to me. Okay, I will. So that and Rich Bitch and, you know, A Little Trap. That's pretty much the... Trap died, Jax. Right, the sum of my existence. <laughs> All right, so before we go, again, thank you for allowing me to have my first live session here. Let's please uh, shout the salon out again. Shout your socials out so everybody knows where to find you. I'm Erlinda Jones. My salon is Finery Avenue. Um, my handles are Erlinda Jones. That's E-R-L-I-N as in Nancy, D-A-J-O-N-E-S. You better um, spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's also my cash app. Okay. You better know it, okay? Don't forget the dollar sign, y'all. Okay. Well, that is it for this week. I definitely appreciate you and we'll have you back, you know, for for some other topics. But that is all for now. So thank you, ma'am. Thanks for having me, Jax. And that wraps up another episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Erlinda, thank you so much for the new cuts and all of the new knowledge. I hope that everybody really did learn something this week. It's all about hydration, but no drip drip, right? That can be, if anything, your one takeaway. So if you're in the Orlando area, please check my girl out. Um, and shout out to all of the other stylists out there, especially everyone looking to get more educated on how to take care of natural curly hair. We appreciate you. So that'll do it for this week. And remember, guys, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.